0: Good evening everyone, and welcome to another Something Who. We're settling into a pattern now of shorter shows each week for the new episodes, punctuated by longer shows containing a new story and an old one, of which we'll do another one shortly. If you haven't caught up yet, our last four podcasts cover series 12 to date, and they're still available on the feed. Meanwhile, here's another of our soon-to-be-legendary lukewarm takes on mm-hmm. Praxeus by Pete McTigh and Chris Chibnall. And here to discuss that story are Giles. Hello. Hi. And Simon. Hello, everyone. Just just thinking about this, I, I, I'm wondering about the marketing angle. Do you think think maybe Tepid Takes has got a better ring to it? Mm. No, I mean, it's certainly got alliteration going uh, for it. Trips off the tongue nicely. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so we've got another story with an eco-theme. Uh, and after last week's canon-shattering developments, it's back to a standalone one this week. So... The big question is what did you make of it?
1: I'm going to let Simon go first on this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. oh. Was
2: I was I not was I not the person who is gushing praise on this series? It's fantastic. I can't wait till the next episode. Yes. It's so good. Yep. Jodie Whittaker, she's wonderful. Um I can't wait to see what happens next. Well, ah, cruel disappointment cruel disappointment it started off promisingly with a astronaut hurtling towards earth but it mm-hmm. got worse after that unfortunately i didn't understand what was the whole point of the astronaut being in it what's the significance of the astronaut to the to the baddies i never i never got my head around that why did they need him
0: well they didn't need him but i think having he crashed landed and they got him and then they used him as a guinea pig, did they, for, for one of their treatments? Uh, something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, well, they. I, mean, I think the the idea was that it was just a... I'm not sure it was necessarily something so much as they he crash-landed on top of their spaceship because of the radiation coming off the ship. I think this was, the, this was the reason why his spaceship crashed, went off course and crashed. And presumably they then... I can't remember... Whether it's explicitly, whether they, whether they sort of made that link, but but the idea was certainly that they, presumably, because he crashed on top of them and they then used him as a guinea pig.
2: Hmm. I think I think that's sort of I've got to watch my language, now, haven't I? I think that's sort of tip of the poop hmm. Berg, isn't it really? Hmm. <laughs> so I, mean, I have a real. I have a, go on, Richard.
0: No, I was just going to say. Well, it's, it's very bad luck, isn't it? It's very bad luck of him to of all the plastic bergs in all the world for him to land on top of theirs. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go on. Someone. How many
2: how many astronauts have mobile phones on them as well? I, I don't know. I, I have a real problem with these these global epic scale Doctor Who stories because if they can't convince me that they're really in Peru or Hong Kong or Madagascar. Then I don't think they've got any chance whatsoever with the rest of it, unfortunately. So it, it started to fall apart very early on for me, unfortunately.
0: So so what part of those wonderful locations didn't look like Madagascar, Peru and wherever the other place was, Hong Kong? I've been to Peru, so I can speak I can speak with authority about that. Um, it looked part yeah. of
2: it looked like South Africa again. And it, not right. Madagascar. I I don't know where the where the bloggers the blogger girls were camping i mean that was that was ridiculous wasn't it all that open space and they decide to camp in the middle of a of a fly tip or something and then surprise surprise they wander around in the dark and something bad happens and no it's not ryan arriving Mm. it's it's getting attacked by some (laughs) birds or something like that so we had Mm. that and then um the doctor rocks up i think in madagascar and she gets payback for looking like a an androgynous children's party entertainer because, as we can see, she just can't run in that costume and save a guy half-drowning in the sea. So uh, I'm starting to think that costume's ridiculous now. So that I start sitting there picking that to bits the whole episode. Adam, the ex-cop, manages to get the other side of the world to Hong Kong in the space of Ryan bumbling around trying to get to know the girl blogger. So <laughs> that was... That was bizarre as well. It, it, it's not just the quality of the stories that's inconsistent, but it's also character development as well. So, mm. for all that criticism, Graham had a really strong episode this week. He's back to being being a, a you know a wise dad, able to counsel Jake, and have a really good scene with him on the beach. He's, he was fantastic in that Graham. Yet mm. a few weeks before, he's he's just a, he's he's just sort of plays the dumb bus driver. So I don't mm. I it just seems to be all over the place, the character development, and uh, I seem to have it in for Ryan. I'm not going to say anything about the horrible about the actor, but maybe he's struggling with the, the part and the, and the scripting as well, but they just seem to run out of ideas for him, and the, mm-hmm. the character just can't deliver lines. This week they tried to get him to dissect a bird. I mean, can you think of anyone worse in the crew? And you've, you've got those scientists in the lab, and they, yet they asked
0: Ryan to dissect the bird. Mm, that's just... yeah, yeah. That Well, th- I, mean, I suppose the problem is he's, he's a bit dyspraxia sick, isn't it? Ooh. Um, that's that that weak to say the least. So, Simon, I'm, 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 guessing, I, I'm getting that you didn't really enjoy it all that much. Giles, have uh, no, I? I could go on forever. Sorry, uh, Giles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. It's, it's interesting because um, I was going to say to Richard, to Richard before we started, and then I thought, no, I'll say it for the. I'll save it, save it actually for the pod that's yeah, you know, just with one thing and another this week. I haven't been terribly online this week yeah i haven't I haven't really followed what people have been saying, and mm-hmm. that uh, so I haven't really picked up on many of the criticisms, so I'm hearing this for the first time, which is why I news I had picked up that Simon was not a fan <laughs> and um <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I just had the sixth sense sometimes, and, um, <laughs> and so I, um, I wanted to hear what he had to say about it first. And so now, I, now I feel like a bit of a muppet saying i rather enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. Okay, it, it required some devil of taking your hmm. taking your brain off the hook. I certainly found the. Yeah, I really haven't. Probably haven't thought through the plot, and you are pointing out very valid holes hmm. in the plot there, Simon.
2: I've only done half my list, Charles.
1: <laughs> um, we can come back to that later, but I did feel that yeah, I, I felt like the, the thing with Jake. I, yeah, I found that jarring when he suddenly was knocking on a door in Hong Kong um, mm. almost instantaneously. And this once again, folks, is a reason why they really shouldn't have um, got rid of the cold open and crashed the titles cliffhanger because that yeah. would have been the perfect place to put it mm. straight after the straight after he gets the text message. Yes, and uh, and then you have the passage of time has magic- magically happened, and you don't notice that. Um, yeah, that you're, you know, that things are so horribly out of sync. Did you find it? Did you find it
2: exciting, Giles?
1: Yes, I, I think in from moment to moment, I thought the crows. I mean, okay, we had we had one awful <laughs> one, one. well I choose to. I choose to view it as a homage to the crap cat in survival. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> the crap crows sitting on the um sitting on the wall and watching them in Madagascar
2: mm. the cause of praxis oh no, good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes damn you both have one now I'm going to have to think of one aren't I <laughs> ok it was, it was less than some of its parts and I'm not quite sure why it led you to believe in some ways there were going to be things that and clearly there's a certain level of disappointment because there were rumours going around about sea devils as i understand it and obviously it seemed to be leading us down a down a certain path in that regard mm. so i guess there's some you know some disappointment that that did not that didn't come to pass and that wasn't anything to do with this and you almost wonder why because you think if you're going to do a, st- a story about ocean plastic
2: that's on my list as well Charles. sea mm. devils wasted opportunity
1: it had some nice ideas and nice visuals i Personally, I found the idea of the birds—you know, the sort of swarm of birds attacking people—visually convincing. Did people feel the CGI wasn't up to it?
0: Wasn't too good, unfortunately.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I have a blind spot in that I, regard. I, I guess.
0: I guess the thing is that you, you don't see crows doing that, do you? They're not one of those birds that, that form in murmurations like that. Mm. Starlings, um, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Although I suppose that's maybe their weird, you know, part of the weird behaviour. Hmm. Anyway, they, they well, we know we all know crows do that in horror movies, don't they? Yeah, and
2: I thought that I thought the, the, crystal, the crystallising and disintegrating humans that was that was well done. Hmm. Um, Jake's rescue by the TARDIS that was that was slick, that was good, hmm. and then the ship launching into the atmosphere that looked good as well. But it was it was hmm. sort of too little, too late for me, unfortunately. I don't know what Richard thought.
0: Well, I mean, I so I thought it was quite a fun story i mean as i think as giles has been saying while i was watching it you know it had quite a lot of thrills and spills if you weren't thinking all that hard i mean it also it was a sensible eco story i mean Mm. you know we we went we went in a little bit to orphan 55 when it happened about you know the, the, the problem with it with it for me was it was such a ludicrous story that the whole climate change thing was kind of lost in the fact that that none of the science made any sense i mean it, at least in this one i mean you know it may not have been totally rigorous but there was some sense in the fact that that this was plastic and 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 they'd managed to to infect it and it was going and it was causing problems yeah mm. i mean it, it struck me as as on the same level as as the green death in terms of the science aspect of it. I mean, it's not, it didn't necessarily make a huge amount of of sense, but it was all right. I mean, the the problem was it was the green death without all the charm. So, Mm. you know, the, 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 the thing that people remember about the green death is not so much. It's a brilliant story about ecology. It was, it was a kind of half decent story about ecology, ecology with fantastic characters and, you know, an interesting story arc in it. And whereas with this one, it, it's hard to really love any of the characters or indeed understand their motivation. I think, I think that's, uh. you know, wh- when, I, when I chewed on it afterwards, have, having kind of mm. quite liked it, as it was going on, I think that's where I found it <clears throat> harder to get enthusiastic about it.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind the, the you know, I, I quite like, um, is it Warren Brown as the actor? Yeah, yeah um, I don't know, he's, <laughs> He kind of he's one of those people that kind of gives the same performance wherever he pops up, but it was still mm. quite nice to, I kind of thought, okay, it's quite some, some modern-day Duggan in his, um, in his attitude mm. to bar- barging down doors <laughs> and <laughs> well, yeah, that... charging in head first. Uh, I think they could have maybe made a bit more of, maybe made a bit more of that. And I think he mm. and his husband were quite nicely done, and I was, I was immensely grateful they didn't go down the, not that I have a great belief in this whole TV tropes kind of thing, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that writers should be writing with one eye on that but i was still nevertheless immensely grateful that we didn't get a kind of kill your gaze moment yeah in terms of you know that they actually yes yeah we did uh we did get a rescue and as someone said yeah. somewhere 65 million years ago adrick is getting extremely pissed off <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the subject of tropes the thing that that irritated me about that is you know, the autopilot is failing is probably the most desperate trope mm, in sci-fi. Yes. I mean, I mean, how yeah. many times have we seen that one? Mm. It 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 feels like it's the sort of thing you pull out when you can't think of any other reason to have to get somebody. I don't on know board. what it
1: needed to do. You know, it was all going quite nicely as a story. I mean, I, yes, I think it and and it just actually probably didn't need that extra beat at the end of added peril. Although, mm. I suppose it was kind of meant to be a. Meant to be a, a sort of character moment for Jake as much as anything. That, well, okay. well, it
0: was, but it just didn't okay. make a awful lot of sense, did it?
1: Here I am, apparently stepping up by doing the most inappropriate thing. Yeah. Imaginable.
0: I mean, it would have made more mm. sense for the guy who's a pilot to act as a pilot than the guy mm. who's a ex-policeman. But I, mean, I don't know. I mean, mm. m- m- maybe in Orleans. Yes. What he was doing.
2: I thought shaking the camp, physically shaking the camera, that added great gravitas, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, directorial choices wise, I, I think the, I think the stuff with the, the first bird attack and so on, the stuff at night was quite, mm. quite nicely done. And I think yeah. I think that probably the mistake, if they made a mistake in, in that regard, was was then staging the, the second attack in Madagascar, mm. in you know blazing sunshine. You know, yeah. Yes, I, I think I, so. I didn't find I've never been to Madagascar, but I didn't find, didn't find that beach terribly unconvincing. I and mean, it's not it's not a million miles away in terms of. Tropics and you know, that kind of climate I guess. And you know, it didn't have any didn't have any lemurs hanging around, I guess. But
0: yeah. it's no worse than the beach in Enemy of the World anyway, in terms mm. of its accuracy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you don't you don't care about that because the you know, the the story's <laughs> so good and Trouton's so funny running into the sea. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. But
1: I th- but I do think, yeah, I, I think choosing to stage that in broad daylight was probably a mm. bit of an error, and making the special the mm. effects team's uh, job about ten times more difficult to mm. to actually produce something convincing
0: there's a nice sort of theme at the start of the you know it's a bit like dirk gently and the uh, and, and the interconnectedness of all things you know, they're, mm. they're, they're trying to say look you know there's there's a number of random things going on in the world, but actually they're all connected I mean, mm. you know and that that was a nice idea except that they didn't really go very you know, much further with that. No,
1: and they, and they yeah, they, did, they didn't. It would have been, it would have raised the script to a whole other level if they'd thrown in that the talking cat really was part of the. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah, part of the solution in some un, unexpected way, as it turned out.
2: Mm. They almost got. Video blogger girl, the surviving girl, right? I mean, it, it real in real life. Again, people are obsessed with the internet and videos. They don't, they sort of forget about yeah. real life, and they they're obsessed with that. So, a lot of people criticised her for not caring about her friend dying. But had that been played a bit better and allowed to develop a bit more, that would mm. have been completely in character, wouldn't it? Because you know, the show must go on. I need to carry on mm. doing my blog. I'm not, I'm not bothered about all the. Bodies falling by yes, the wayside, exactly. as long as it mm. makes good footage for me.
1: Yeah, so why not have her constantly filming everything? Mm, yeah. Which I don't think we then had. Yeah. She just kind of tagged around as a spare part to Ryan, who's yeah, yeah sadly already all too often relegated to being a spare part. And mm. um, once again, we had, yeah, we did have a build-up. Now I'm coming out with negativity, aren't I? <laughs> 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 once, no, but once once again, we, yeah, it felt like we were, yeah you know, we were overburdened with Hmm. With too many characters, with hmm. not necessarily enough to do, and it was—it didn't—it wasn't the worst offender in that regards. No. Most of the time, it, it managed to actually mix things up a bit and send send people off in different combinations to do different things.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Yaz almost had something to do as well.
1: She did indeed. Yes, yeah, which was good. But again, why was she the one that decided to? Yeah,
2: hmm. That's are they're trying to turn her into a sort of science science person because. She's she's tried to do a few mm. sciencey things in the last few mm. stories. I, I'd, again, I'd mm. I fi- not not necessarily the the cliched sort of police officer, but mm. the police mm. officers have got far more skills. You know, being level headed and helping people and taking control and finding yeah. a solution. That's that's what I'd rather see her her doing, and that that's mm. what she could bring. I I think she's a good actress, but she just she gets sidelined or she gets something a bit rubbish to do, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Graham Graham's speech with um Jake that was that was very good on the beach. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it it he does things like that really well, Bradley Walsh, and he needs to do mm-hmm. that's the sort of that's how I'd like to see Graham's character continue to develop. I I think that's very mm-hmm. good as the level headed guy and the wise the wise head amongst amongst the, the companions. I thought that was very good. Albeit they didn't get pecked mm-hmm. to death by birds, did they, while they were having their chat.
0: No. No. Really. <laughs> So, 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 what happened to the Madagascan guy? I mean, you know, he, so he's out there, sort of looking at the birds, and sort of he's getting, the, he sees it, that that it's all going a bit wrong, and then nobody even bothers to look for him when when the swarm starts to happen, do they? they just run for the TARDIS and leave him to it. Well, he got, he mm. got asked to keep an eye on things and let them know if anything happened. Well,
2: what you know, they're swirling around and pecking people in everyone in sight. What, mm. what more? <laughs> What more were they expecting to happen? That he needed to report. Yeah, <laughs> they could have sort of put smothered him in barbecue sauce and ketchup <laughs> to make him a bit more appetising, <laughs> or something, couldn't <laughs> they? Mm. Yeah, it,
1: it was
0: it was a little bit odd that to me.
1: Yeah, but I did like the again on the on the level of not thinking too I like the central conceit of you know. I think I think the idea of and that's that's a good way of doing. An eco parable in Doctor yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Is the, the idea that there's the idea that some aliens have come here and, yeah, you know, and yeah, you know, I, I quite like that. The idea that the, the aliens have come here because we've managed to pollute our environment with plastics, and they have, you know, and therefore we're an ideal guinea pig hmm. yeah, because we're all full of microplastics. That makes us a, an ideal guinea pig species for trying to find a cure for, you know, for the disease they're fighting. And I quite like, I quite like that. And it's a good way of doing a Eco parable with a you know, with a relatively light touch, and I don't mind the fact you know Jodie got a couple of think her last couple of lines, you know she got to kind of hammer home the message slightly, but yeah, I didn't I didn't mind that, and I think compared to the the confused messaging of Orphan Fifty Five, where I think it just I think the problem is if you if you do something quite apart from the mixed up science and so on, um, I think if you do something and then you say oh well it's the future Earth. Oh, it might not be. You're confusing. You're taking people off down a completely whole other. Yeah. Whole other um, level, of, you know, direction of discussion. Yeah. I think, I think you're probably detracting and distracting from the point you're trying to make, because people are going to be thinking, "Hang on, is it? Isn't it? We've yeah. seen." Yeah, you know, and you know, because we've seen Earth in the future and in Doctor Who, so and I think sometimes these things just stand better by way of parable. Than anything else, and you know, just the idea of suggesting unintended consequences and so on. But I think it was unfortunate that they then had probably the weakest person in the supporting cast. Then had to flip and be the villain, as it were, the organize, or at least mm. the organizing mind, the antagonist.
2: Yeah.
1: At any, at any rate.
2: Was it was the um, aliens looking human, was that a nice budget-saving measure, or did it make sense plot-wise because the the virus would affect them in the same way as, as Earth-bound humans? Was that
0: necessary, do you think, that they, they looked just like us?
1: I don't think...
2: We've had
0: yeah. humanoid aliens before in Doctor Who. I mean, the Time Lords are pretty mm. uh, humanoid, aren't they? I, that, that doesn't worry me hugely.
1: I don't think they use that as a justification because that the aliens were human. I, I guess the the aliens were human because you wanted to have a yeah, possibly possibly of cheapness and because you wanted to hide an alien in the midst of the mm. you know, have have someone who appeared to be human. That's pay you know, that then, then have that as your big reveal. Had to pay yeah.
2: for um Ryan's David Attenborough outfit as well, didn't they?
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so I reckon if we if we've got maybe five more minutes of, of thoughts and we'll bring it to an end. I mean my, my so my thought is that it suffered a little bit following on from last week when you know the the the, the plot last week wasn't particularly amazing but because everything going on around it had such mm. import then you know and the actions had consequences yeah and it you know it changed you know it was a sort of canon shattering moment so coming back to something quite so 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 Straightforward and standalone, and perhaps a bit plodding. It, it, it suffered significantly, I think, in comparison.
1: Yeah, interesting question. Would we have, would we have reacted differently to it if it had been like the week before, Future of the Judo, Because we didn't get any impression of there being any. Yeah, well, yeah, there wasn't really time for there to be any any question of whether there were repercussions from that. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Doctor Who's always done in, in its modern incarnation. Doctor yeah. Who has always had these. Jarring shifts of gear from mm. heavily arc-based, mind-blowing episodes of continuity stuff, where you think, "Wow, wow," mm. you know, and um, and then going and then you know the, the following week you you, know, you get a standalone story. Yeah, with of, those, of variable, those pirates or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sort of variable quality. Well, exactly. You know, and that'd be the, yeah, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I personally would stand Series Six up as being a, um, an example to anyone hmm. of, um, of anything, but yes, I and mean, yeah, it's, it depends. You have to kind of take it on the chin in some ways, I think. And it seems like maybe next week we're getting back to we're going to have some more art-based stuff by hmm. by the looks of it. Possibly.
0: Hey, is there any more on on your list, Simon? <laughs> no,
1: it's <laughs> barely halfway there it, it does.
0: Um,
2: it, <laughs> it does make me laugh when you go away all these nice people that write up the stories on the internet it, it always looks better on paper than what you've just seen usually because you get people who kindly explain the the plot and everything but um, I, I didn't enjoy that one at all unfortunately I'm I'm very cynical as soon as I I, I scoff at the setting you know actually it, oh it's really mm. loot and it's not it's not San Francisco or something uh, like that. Yeah. Then it's it, we, it. Yeah, I'm I'm very grumpy. It loses me. And the two main guys, the astronaut and the cop, they're both well-known actors. They were they were good, but um, some of the supporting cast were pretty weak. Um, and poor old Ryan. I think they need to do some recasting there, unfortunately, and refresh the Tardis crew, ASAP because it's getting a bit <laughs> it's getting a bit embarrassing now. Hmm. Trials.
1: Yeah, I, I I come back to that. Come back to that thing of yeah. It seemed like a Sea Devil story without the you know. And I'm not. I wasn't. I'm not damning it because it didn't have Sea Devils in it. But it seemed like such a shoe in to have. Mm. Yeah, you know, having heard the rumours and then then being halfway into the story, and having re- yeah you know, having had enough of the setup revealed, you just thought, of course, this is a, you know this is. a lining the obvious case that they were to do an earth reptile story about microplastics in the oceans it's it's a mm. absolutely perfect setup and so i don't quite know why they um why they didn't do it unless it's the general thing of um yeah unless it's the general general thing of thinking the sea devils look silly and being being a bit chicken about whether or not you can represent them correctly in this day and age well there was, there was one brief moment i was trying to think what the um there was one moment. Oh, the stuff with the it was the stuff with the Russian submarine, the missing Russian sub, and when when that was being mentioned, I was thinking, oh, please let it be the Merker attacking. You know, if we get, <laughs> get a full-on modern CGI reimagining of the Merker as some horrible beast from the depths, <laughs> mm. <laughs> taking out this Russian submarine four-leggedly and <laughs> <laughs> despite all the karate kicks that can be, can be thrown at it, that would, be, um, that would have been. Rather wonderful. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you can't review stories for something they're not. Mm. I found it I found it diverting. Um yeah for for the time that I watched it, I didn't feel an immediate urge to re watch it in the same way as I did last week. It didn't blow my mind, but
2: The yeah. Doctor mentioned autons, didn't she? I thought if if not the autons, then who else could be lurking under the sea or that would, that would have been a night. That well, would have been yes, nice.
1: Exactly. It did. See, it did seem like it was hanging. Up,
2: yeah.
1: Mm. It did seem like it was hanging. Hanging a little lampshade on the idea. It's going mm. to be someone she recognises mm. sort of mm. at
2: that point. Stop polluting. Yeah. You know. Stop polluting our our seas and mm. ruining our undersea world. That, that I thought that would mm. have been really really nice touch.
1: Mm. And they could have bought in a stunt lemur for the beach of Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, look. Thanks. Thanks for for that. I mean, I think that kind of fits the bill of our half-hour chat about the the latest episode. Um, next week, uh, called um, "Can You Hear Me?" by Charlene James and Chris Chibnall. Again, he's that, that fella ch- turning up he gets around once more. He doesn't he? Uh, and it says Team Tardis answers Christ for help from deep space. 1380 Syria. I presume that's the time rather than the postcode. <laughs> and Sheffield.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're getting another um, globe trotting. Uh,
2: I was mm. wondering when Sheffield scotching. would come back again.
1: Hmm. Mm. Yes, well Aleppo looked rather nice in um mm. in the area shot at the start. Yeah. But of course now we found out the episode, now we've found out the title of episode eight. And I'm kind of quite quite intrigued by that one so. No, we can be on. Yeah, episode seven already next week. And, mm. uh, yes.
0: Okay. Well, you know, let let us let, let's, let's see what happens. But uh, but thanks to you both for for giving your thoughts. And uh, and let's hope next time we've got something a little bit more, um, you know, agreeable to the three of us to chew on. Mm-hmm. Even you know, even if we have mixed opinions this time.
1: Oh yes, indeed. We <laughs> be ah, a poor look if we all thought the same. Indeed. Right, bye, chaps. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Yep.
0: Bye, everyone. Indeed. So, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we hope you'll be back next time. In the meantime, uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, then please would you rate us online, and that would help other people to find us. So, thanks for that. Okay, let's try again. We're settling into a pattern now of shorter ones each week for the new episodes, punctuated by our usual longer ones, comparing a new story and an old one of which we're due. and oh, This is terrible writing. This is absolutely <laughs> awful writing.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Now I'm going, now I'm going blank because I'm going off thinking about puns.